0: Sounders, keep your shades anchored and where they belong during life's greatest feats. Head to soundergoods.com and use promo code KTTC to get 10% off and free shipping with any order. You're listening to the Keefe to the City Podcast. Here's Neil Keith. All right. So as the Yankee season cruises along here now in the stretch run, with uh, just under two months left to go in the season, I figured it uh, made some sense to look back on uh, some Yankee seasons of the past, uh, like we did earlier this year, uh, talking with some former Yankees. And today, um, the legendary Shelly Duncan joins me to talk about his time with the Yankees and now managing in minor league baseball. Shelly, how's it going today? It's going well. It's going well. Thank you for having me on. How about you? I'm doing well. Thanks for your time. You know, I I look at this Yankee season and after the last two seasons with injuries and uh, underachievers and, um, you know, them sort of trying to hit on uh, some low-risk, high-reward guys and it didn't work out and now they're... uh, trying to jockey for playoff position down the stretch here. I, I look back to, you know, the the end of that Joe Torre era, the beginning of the Joe Girardi era when things for the Yankees seemed to go well every summer, no matter who was on the team, no matter who they called up, who they signed, uh, it always seemed to work out. And and you were a big part of that starting in 2007, uh, the end of that Joe Torre era when you came up. And um, I talked to Shane Spencer earlier this season on the podcast, and you sort of became that that new Shane Spencer type to come up and uh, to start hitting and mashing home runs right away. You know, you look back at that o Seven season, your rookie season coming up with the Yankees. Uh, that was a pretty fun, you know, July, August, September leading into the playoffs.
1: It was uh, absolutely um, funnest baseball experience of my life. Getting to, you know, come up and play an old Yankee Stadium. We we're uh, we were down by quite a quite a few games in the wild card race. Um, we're almost out of the division completely, and um, you know, went up there and faced in uh, Fitton, Tampa Bay, and uh, you know, getting a chance to come up there and. You know, uh, Tory threw me in the lineup right away for the first two games, and I, I, I caught a little hot streak, and um, things were going well and at the same time everybody else in the lineup was. And, uh, you know, it felt like that whole end of July, August, and September, the offense is putting up 10, 10-11 uh, runs a game. And it was it was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, A-Rod was having the best season of his career. Um you know, getting to play with uh, Giambi, Damon, Abreu, Jeter, uh, the whole crew. Uh, Clemens was there. You're getting to watch all those guys, uh, it was a fun group to play with, and it was fun to see how uh, the team completely turned it around from a really rough start to a really, really strong finish that year.
0: Yeah, and I remember that uh, that first series when you came up against Tampa Bay and, and hit the home run, and then um, you know a couple of days later you had the two home run game, and I was. I was at that game. I remember I was in a summer uh, in between uh, one of my years in college, and uh, I took off work that day with a few friends of mine, and we went to that game. And we always like to make predictions when we go, you know, what's going to happen here and here. And my one friend, uh, he called your two-home run day that day against Tampa Bay in the 21-4 to route. And uh, I thought that was the beginning of something special for that season because of the way you guys played over, uh, you know, really the last two and a half months after the All-Star break play, and I think what was like... 700 or, or right around there, 700 baseball for two and a half months. But that two home run game sort of burst you on the scene. I know everyone expected you to come up and hit right away because of your, you know, your crazy power numbers in the minors. But um, that game sort of, you know, put you on the map and made you a, a fan favorite right away. It was uh, it was neat.
1: You know, first six home runs, I got a, a curtain call from the fans there. That, that, that's that's special. Um, you know, won't ever forget that um but it really was it was it was the lineup the whole lineup was hitting uh during that stretch and um a-rod posada i, I mean i said the names before and, and they're all hitting and it was just it, it was neat to see everything click at once and i think there was a time when the whole like this whole starting nine was hitting above 300 at one point and and that was uh it was just it was so much fun to watch so much fun to soak in as a brand new player to the big leagues watching these guys work, watching these guys how they do their thing and and to see the the pitching staff gel uh Chiming Wong was uh, you know unbelievable that season um to see uh Mario Rivera for the first time up close how every single pitch he just spotted on the corner and and uh to see things like like i said just completely turn around it was you know, it was amazing. in that Tampa Bay series, I always talk about, I always tell people that momentum was so key in baseball. It's like, once you get it, it's like, you can just ride it for so long. And that team did that for two months straight.
0: Yeah, and that team, you know, at one point in that summer, they were, uh, I think they were, you know, 10 games under 500, pretty Pretty late in the summer for the Yankees, you know. Uh, they were actually twenty-one and twenty-nine on on May twenty-ninth, and at fourteen and a game, 14 and a half games out at one point. Uh, when you joined the team, they were about seven and a half games out, and they brought that thing down to one and a half. And you were part of that, you know, getting it within one and a half games with a week left in the season, trying to take the division title from Boston. Uh, you know, th- that two months there was a crazy streak. Uh, I remember, you know, scoreboard watching every night, just hoping the Red Sox would lose, and and you guys were just kept on winning and winning. Um, and then you know, entering that post season I really wanted the Yankees and you guys to to face the the Indians because you had so much success against them in the regular season and because the Angels had been such a thorn in the Yankees side in 02 and 05 and they didn't really overcome that until 09 but you know I guess it's be careful what you wish for because <laughs> I wanted you guys to face the Indians and things didn't go so well in that series
1: and, uh that Indians team they they came out swinging they're it's like they're riding high we're a uh, you know we might have peaked too soon who knows um but you know, I remember uh, Joe Tory, He got everybody really relaxed. He was um, extremely proud of us. You know, of us getting there in the first place, and that was a, that was a message the whole team felt. So, you know, you can definitely say that the pressure wasn't there to, you know, you know, to perform in the postseason. But you know what happened was is that they, we just faced a really red hot Indians team at the time, and. um you know, we came into an electric, uh, electric progressive field. Uh, you know, their stadium was rocking. Um, Happer was swinging it really good that year. Uh, Grady, uh, Kenny Lofton was on that team. They had a lot of guys that were, you know, doing really well. And um, we, we just we couldn't get the big hit. And that's what I, I, I vividly remember is that we, we had a bunch of situations where we could have broken it open. We could have, uh, you know, you know. Gotten something going, but we just couldn't get that big hit, and um, that that was the doom for us.
0: Yeah, I felt like you know there was guys on base all the time in that series, and and then game one of that series uh, against C- CC and Damon hits that lead off home run, and I'm already thinking about wow, uh, you know this is going to be great. This is what I asked for. I wanted them to face the Indians, and going back the year before. I had wanted them to face the Tigers, and I remember being at Game One when the Yankees won, and everyone outside the stadium's chanting "sweep," and everyone thought it'd be real easy, and they ended up losing that series. And when Damon sort of, you know, got things underway with that leadoff home run to sort of, uh, you know, s- set the tone, I-, I thought things would go well, and that game sort of turned around pretty quickly. Um, and then you-, you lose Game Two with the midges attacking Jabba, which was just. The most, you know, unbelievable thing I think a lot of baseball fans have ever seen. And I know to this day, Joe Torre claims that, uh, you know, it's one of his mistakes. He wished he had taken the team off the field until that situation had sort of settled itself. But, you know, in that game one, you pinch hit. You got a a big hit off CeCe. You ended up scoring a run. You went two for four in that series. And I always felt like, you know, you weren't used as much as you should have been, at least in that season, in that series. um, You know, you had a hot bat. Uh, You proved it against CeCe there. You did pretty much... um, you were one of the the hitters on the team that I feel like all Yankees fans had a lot of confidence in when other guys were struggling and not being able to get the big hit. But uh, yeah, that that series j- just was really weird. And I know for you, you know, to be in the middle of it during that that game with the midges in game two. I mean, can you speak to what that was like to watch from the field level?
1: It was a it was it was cool. I got in a bat during that game, and uh, it, <laughs> there was a. It was unbelievable how many little bugs were out there flying around. I completely understand what Java was going through, <laughs> and um, the, to tell you, that this is the funniest thing because after the Yankees, I went and played for the Indians. They they they're used to those those bugs, not as many as it was that day, but they have some guy over there that's from the Cleveland area that came up with a a um, specific uh, bug spray just for those midges because mosquito spray actually attracts them. And here we were—we were out there. Everyone's putting mosquito spray on, they, trying to get away all these bugs. The next thing you know, it's just more and more and more and more. <laughs> but the Indians—they had a specific bug spray just for them, so they weren't bothered like we were. It was—I uh, and I didn't realize that until we—until I got over there and I was playing for them. So it's a—it's uh, kind of a funny thing that you know, not many people knew at the time. But you know, it was—it was—it uh, was tough. Um, You know, Java had a hard time with it. It was just a little irking him. He couldn't get in the zone. You know, we saw him in September, how outstanding he was. It was a lot of fun to watch when he was in the zone. And, you know, we just didn't see the same guy out there. It's tough to uh, have that focus. And, God, it was, there were so many of them. You know, there's a couple games in my whole life I remember watching where there was, like, just a big eruption of bugs on the field. And, um, I remember one in St. Louis where there was a hatch of uh, mayflies on the field uh, that was like stuck in this new turf and uh, they're playing the Giants at the time and Barry Bonds had a bunch in his eye and he actually, you know, had a ball in the track that he couldn't see and it bounced off his glove and went out of the ballpark for a home run. Um, I remember that one. Uh, And then, but the one that no one will ever forget is that, that Cleveland game with all the bugs on the job. But then you're facing Fosto Carmona, and he's he's sitting there dealing with it perfectly fine. So it was a it was a tough game for us. It just seemed like the luck wasn't our side that series.
0: Yeah, and I feel like game three when you go back to the stadium and you win that game, uh, Clemens comes out, but then uh, Phil Hughes comes in and sort of shuts the door. Damon had that big home run and. Every Yankees fan after that game, they're thinking, you know, we've got Wong coming back in Game 4. He can't be as bad as he was in Game 1. And then, you know, you get back to Cleveland for a Game 5, and anything can happen in a Game 5. And with Wong versus Paul Bird in that Game 4, I mean, everyone was confident. Everyone, I guess, was overconfident now when you look back on it because uh, right from the get-go, you know, Grady Sizemore hits the leadoff home run and things unraveled pretty quickly there. But did you guys have that sense after you won Game 3, like, hey, you know, we're going to send this thing back to Cleveland. There's no way we're going to lose Game 4.
1: Uh, you know what is funny is it felt like after losing the first two in Cleveland, there's like kind of a feeling in the back of our heads that we we're, uh, we had an uphill battle against us. And, um, you know, in the newspapers, everything's getting posted in the newspapers right after we lost the game to that Steinbrenner was saying that, you know, if we lose a series, this is Joe Torre's last year. Um, so I felt like that was, uh, there was added pressure to the team at that point. Nobody wanted to, uh, uh, kind of address that or admit that you know that was, you know, a distraction. But it, it might have been. You know, you saw more people, more people on the team asking for Tori's autograph than you've ever seen before. <laughs> um, so it was, a, it was, it was, it was a different situation for everybody. It seemed like you know, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you know, we played two months with no pressure, and all of a sudden, we just get thrown this, uh, you know, big, big old. You know, pat pressure right on everybody's shoulders about that whole situation, and um, it, it, it was it was different. It was different. It, it didn't really feel like the confidence was a uh, real high at that time.
0: The one thing that that was the worst about that season, not just from it ending early, but the fact that you guys really owned the Red Sox that season, and no one else did. And they had you know the best record. They went on to win the World Series, which is you know was actually was absolutely disgusting. And to see them win again so close to '04 after. You know the meltdown in '04, and I just felt like had you guys got to the ALCS, that would have turned out differently because I know the Indians had them three games to one, and they did end up coming back against them. But the, that Yankees team really played them better than any other team. And I know Yankees Red Sox is always different and always has a different element, no matter who the rosters are. It seems like they always play close games. But the '07 Yankees, I feel like people forget. You know, if they if that ALCS had happened, uh, you know, I really would have liked your guys' chances in that.
1: I, I too. Um, I... You know, going into the postseason I think I think that people could honestly say we we're the favorites, you know, and in, in the whole grand scheme of things. And you know, if uh we just get one of those games in Cleveland, things could be completely different. You know, momentum would be on our side with two at home in Yankee Stadium and you know, we could be rolling. Um but it didn't happen like that. Uh, the Indians were a hot team. You know, you see uh you see them go three one against the Indians, uh in the ALCS. Um, and then they lost that momentum. I think they felt a little pressure there. There were some young guys on that team. There are some guys that hadn't, you know, been in that spot before. Um, but in uh, the Red Sox, you know, vice versa, they had. So it was uh, it was strange how it all worked out. Um, I'm with you. It was uh, upsetting that the Red Sox, you know, won another World Series, especially, you know, sweeping through the World Series again. Um, like it was no problem against the Rockies. And, you know, I, I – I wish, wish it would have been us, and it, you know it easily could have been, but you know it worked out the way it did. And but overall, extremely, extremely proud to be a part of a team that had such a great comeback just to get into the postseason. That's something that you know shouldn't be forgotten. Is that you know, you know that team didn't give up one ounce, and you know, special that we even got there.
0: You talked about uh, you know Torrey and the pressure that you know, Steinbrenner put on him to lose his job, and he ultimately did leave the Yankees after that season. Then Joe Girardi comes in, um, and you had a chance to play under both managers. And um, you know Joe Tor- Joe Girardi gets a lot of criticism in New York still because he's not Joe Torrey and because the Yankees don't go to the playoffs the way they did every single year. But you know, what are the the biggest differences uh, for you as a player playing under both uh, managers?
1: Um, you see uh Joe Girardi came in and he was uh you can see 2008 was kind of a transition period for him to get the uh, personality of the team um, more to match his personality, uh, a more aggressive base running team, more aggressive, uh, you know, work ethic team, uh, the style of baseball. Um, you know, Joe Torre is a really laid back manager, really had confidence in his guys on the field. Just let him go out and play. And, um, Girardi has a, a a more intense mentality, and um, it took him a year to you know get the team to buy into that and get the whole um, atmosphere in the clubhouse to kind of transform to uh, match his and and that's what 2008 was. Um and it, was, it was it was an honor to play for both managers to get to see both uh, work and you know right now I'm a minor league manager and uh, I've stolen a, a couple of you know styles. And I, I'm some of what Tori has and some so what Girardi has because those are the two of the greatest managers I've played for.
0: And, and with that, you know, you were lucky enough to play in the old stadium and, and see that get closed out and also bring in the new stadium and uh, everyone's always going to miss the old stadium and, and the history there and, and the feel it had. And it'll never be replicated, even though, you know, how big and how nice and how new the new one is and with the amenities it has. But, um, you know, for, for you, you got the chance to play in both, uh, you know, any specific memories or, uh, you know, which one did you like hitting in more?
1: no man there's nothing that can match the old stadium with the fans the upper deck just right on top of you and how loud it is and, um that it's that's a special feeling right there that, that old stadium um it's like memories that are just stamped in my head that I, I won't ever forget it's just you know that old stink of that old stadium uh the sound of it um it's just uh you know everything about it you know it's nostalgia it's special it's, it's unique it's you know, it's something that I don't think any other stadium that's ever built can ever match.
0: Yeah, and uh, I, I have the same feeling about that, and I feel like most Yankees fans would agree with you, and everyone misses the old stadium. And I think. You know the biggest thing with you, aside from the home runs, everyone always looked forward to was the, you know, the arm, uh, forearm bumps you'd give to everyone. And Tori used to joke about you, uh, you know, possibly injuring or, or breaking other people's arms. And I think the other thing everyone remembers for you was uh, just you being a big guy, and everyone sort of hoping that we'd get to see a brawl at some point and get to see you in the middle of it. And I know you guys did have that, you know, sort of one near one with the Rays in spring training, but uh, with, with you and uh, you know with Pettit being a big guy and Farnsworth on the team at the same. Time and Giambi, uh, I, I do, I do feel like we, we missed out on a chance to see a, a Yankees brawl with a lot of heavyweights <laughs> on the team.
1: One, one like the old one with the Orioles, uh, Daryl Strawberry, yeah. and Graham Lloyd, like one of those good ones. Yeah, we missed out on one of those. It was uh Kyle Farns was the one that uh, nobody better mess with. We've seen him in action before, but uh, um, we got Posada started one in 2009 with the Blue Jays oh, with that Toronto.
0: Was, yeah, I remember that.
1: Yeah, that was that was pretty fun, but um nothing nothing i don't think there's any good brawls anymore with the amphetamines being banned from the game like (laughs) the old days
0: well uh well now that you're with the hillsborough hops managing uh you know how how your career has has transitioned from your playing days to your to the managerial time um, i'm guessing you know everyone misses their playing days but you know what's it like now to to be on the other side of things and be the guy uh, calling the shots from the dugout
1: uh it's it's a different experience it's a you know, a lot of learning. Yeah, that's the no, that's the number one thing I can tell you about it right now. Is I'm completely seeing the game from a different angle, um, having to think differently. Um, you know, learning new things every single day, and it's it's a lot of fun. It's a it's a daily challenge. It has my mind uh, twisting and turning, you know, minute by minute the whole day. And um, I have a, a good staff around me. I got Doug Treybeck as my pitching coach, it's a lot of fun learning from him. Um, uh, a lot of really good young players that are fun to watch, and then you know you also get that competitive drive to win ball games. So it's it's um it's 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 a privilege, and I'm very happy with what I'm doing right now.
0: All right, Shelly. Well, thanks for joining me today and uh, giving me your time to talk about the, some uh, you know good old days with the Yankees. Now, and I know you spoke about momentum, and hopefully this team can carry that right on through uh, the final two months of the season. And uh, good luck with your season and your managerial career. And thanks again.
1: All right. Thank you very much.